0: Rahul, how 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 do you feel about Hugh not being here, man?
1: <laughs> it's interesting, right? Because we always had our leader who would guide us, but then you know, there's also a peace about it, you know. There oh, there's a no, p- <laughs> you know. Sometimes chaos comes with peace, you know, and that's what <laughs> I feel about the absence of Hugh Hopkins. Yeah. I miss
0: I miss Hugh, man. Like we need we need our our main host. He does that long intro for the pod, and I'm not yeah. I won't be able to do that. Are you gonna do that?
1: I'm uh that. I am good. I will I'll leave I'll leave that to you <laughs> or to Hugh actually Hugh is a master. I think you leave that to him. He, he's actually we'll, we'll,
0: we'll leave that we'll leave that to you This sounds like a a plea to yeah. for <laughs> a crying plea come back. <laughs> <Hugh>. <laughs> 3x3. 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 3x3, 3X3. 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 is the magic number. It's the 3x3 possible podcast. Welcome to the 3x3 Basketball Podcast. I am today your host, Martin Diane, because Hugh, as you now know, is not here. And we've got Rahul Asnani with me. Thank God it's not just me, it's Rahul as well, yes. who Hugh always calls the maestro and our main producer. Rahul,
1: how are you, man? I am well. This feels interesting, right? Because we don't have Hugh to guide us through the motions but we will keep the train chugging and we will get through this podcast hopefully without our hey. leader our leader <laughs> our leader our Hugh po-
0: Hopkins our, pod- our podcast leader uh, yeah. Roo, I think this might be the first one that you and I are doing it's just me and you right I don't think we've done the podcast just me and you before
1: no I think I, I think what we'll find out is this is just the way it should be I, I think we <laughs> might I think this might be <laughs> the, the,
0: the, how it is from now on you know <laughs> I like it man I like it yeah let's see let's see how it goes let's say I mean we'll, we'll see when Hugh listens back to this one I'm not sure how he's going to feel about us saying yeah that, but, you know we'll see we've got a couple of really exciting things to talk about we've got FIBA 3X3 World Cup groups being announced and also the Special Olympics World Games and Hugh had a really interesting interview with the Disability Opportunities and Sport UK director and 3X3 head coach Jacob Meaton and his assistant coach Jazz Owen But let's get into the first item of news. All right, Rahul, let's talk about the FIBA 3x3 pools that have been announced for the World Cup in 2023, uh, which will be uh, a marquee event in Austria's historic capital of Vienna, uh, where defending champions Serbia... Uh, who won the men's and France, the won the women's face, uh, face some really tough, tough challenges. So in group A, in pool A, we've got Serbia, France, Germany, Brazil, and Madagascar. Pool B is USA, Latvia, Austria, Australia, and then a World Cup qualifier. Uh, pool C, Lithuania, Belgium, Poland, Puerto Rico, and another World Cup qualifier. And then pool D, Netherlands, Mongolia, Switzerland, Japan, and again, another World Cup qualifying team. So that's in the men's, Let's cover that off first, Rahul. In the men's, what are your thoughts on these pools? Any ones that kind of like really stand out to you?
1: I think Group A and Group B are are excellent, right? Because you have Serbia going up against France and Germany. They're also going up against FIBA 3X3 America Cup 2022 silver medalists in Brazil. And also the 3X3 Africa Cup 2022 champs in Madagascar. So that's just a loaded group. And, of course, you have Team USA and Lithuania in the group. And that's going to be just a classic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, actually, you've probably got Pool A, B, and C. Probably there's some of the toughest there because you've got some really major teams, especially, say, for example, Pool C, where you've got Lithuania, Belgium, Poland. Um, but, but I agree with you. I think, I think Pool A probably going to be one of the hardest. But how interesting to see Madagascar there. Um, that's that's pretty, pretty cool to see them.
1: I think it just goes to talk about, you know, how deep the sport goes, right? In so many different nations and, and the successes that they have in their regions, right? Because Madagascar is, as, as I mentioned, you know, FIBA 3X3, Africa Cup 2022 champs, right? So it's like, we they, are, they have been great. And now they're going to be taking on these teams in, in the World Cup. And it's like, it's going to be great. It just goes to show how deep the sport is, how, you know, how diverse the sport is, and how different nations have their different styles, how they implement it. And yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I think that's just the best thing about Trixie, as I've always said, that it just brings so many styles together, so many different cultures together. And I think that's what we're going to see, that you know, each group has so many interesting matchups, and it's just going to be fun to see
0: totally agree with you all right so let's talk about the women's in that case so we've got again four pools here so in pool a france netherlands spain austria and brazil pool b germany japan poland egypt and a world cup qualifier in pool c usa canada mongolia hungary and again a world cup qualifying team and in pool d lithuania china romania italy and again another world cup qualifying team so what are your thoughts on the women's teams rule
1: I think just a group A, right? You know, we've seen the defending champions, France, go against Netherlands. You know, they faced off in the Euro Cup finals. And, you know, you also have Spain, you have Austria, the hosts. And you know, I think it's going to be a fun group again. And again, Germany, they'll take on Japan, Poland, and, and Egypt. You know, and I, I think what we've noticed, you know, over the podcast that we've done so far is these different nations, how they have their own tournaments, how they develop their own style, right? And... And it's always interesting to see how they all kind of go against each other, because I I think even in a small case of, you know, in the UK, we have seen how different teams implement their style in 3x3, right? And it's always fun to see how that translates at the world stage. And I think that's what, again, I think there's some great matches, you know, on both sides for the men's and the women's. And I think it's gonna be cool to just see how that all comes together, you know?
0: Yeah, I I definitely agree with you. And, you know, what's interesting, actually, is in this scenario. So, I mean, France are ranked top in the world for for women 3x3. And then Germany comes second and the United States third. But what's really interesting is actually, so we've got in pool D of the women's pools, we've got lithuania and china and what's interesting is that they are ranked globally fourth and fifth so lithuania for china fifth wow. so actually in this case like i think paul d is going to be like the really interesting one because mm-hmm. that's going to be a real battle between those two so yeah it's 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 very very exciting and um so that's going to be coming up in vienna between may the 30th and june the 4th now rahul it's it's kind of on the doorstep right like it's it's nearby mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe uh, maybe three x three podcast the three x three podcast like kind of takes a a little journey. What do you what do you reckon?
1: Comes live, you know, live for, on, you know from Vienna. We'll be there. We'll be experiencing the action. Yeah, it just sounds <laughs> great. You know,
0: it does sound great. What do you reckon? Shall we try? Shall we look into tickets? I think we should well,
1: look. Well, it depends on you, right? Because. Again, Hugh is the man <laughs> who makes the decisions on the podcast. And, you know, I don't want to come into anything without Hugh being here. Okay. Know, but, but, you know, it sounds perfect. And, you know, I don't know why he, w- you know, we all love to X-ray. So, 100%. <laughs> no. All No.
0: right. I'll tell you what. Let's, let's look into it. Let's see what happens. And, and of course, as you say, Rahul, uh, not sure sh- how sh- I feel about this, but, yes, let's see if the man with the plan says yes or no, and then we'll make a decision <laughs> based on that.
1: Yeah. But, it, but it would be cool, though. If it if it isn't obvious, we've ha- we have a love-hate relationship with our leader. <laughs> we need him, but we despise him. You know.
0: So desperate. God, we coming across very desperate in this. Um all right, let's uh, let's move on. Let's move on to the second topic of the day, which is about the Special Olympics World Games. So, Hugh, as we mentioned, our beloved leader of this podcast spoke to the Disability Opportunities and Sport UK director and 3x3 head coach Jacob Meaton and his assistant coach Jazz Owen to learn about Britain's team and the unique training plans for the Special Olympics World Games and they are going to take place in Berlin on the 17th to the 25th of June and there are 170 countries that are going to take part in the Special Olympics which is really cool and it promotes sporting opportunities for those with intellectual disabilities for example Down syndrome or autism or anything else like that this is really cool, and here's the interview. Um,
2: so, obviously, this is this is a really cool um, uh, setup that we've got here today. Um, what what is your involvement um, with s- essentially setting up what what, what we're seeing um, for the champions launch here in Manchester? I'll start with you, Jess. Uh,
3: yeah. So, obviously, I've come to it from the GB point of view. So, getting our GB squad involved um, and obviously supporting Jacob with all of his bits.
2: Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, I run a community interest company called Disability Opportunities in Sport UK uh, and we have a, a big basketball section so we run numerous community basketball sessions aimed at people with uh, an intellectual disability and I'm also coaching alongside Jazz for the uh, Up and Coming World Games. Okay, so um, moving on to the World Games then. that's uh, wh- what goes into s- setting up the teams um, and actually getting getting something like that off the ground? Because obviously you're, g- you're going to have a lot of partners with the national teams, with um, basketball England, that sort of stuff. So, um, it, yeah, what, what's the what's the start of that process, and how do you find the girls that are going to be playing at that at that event?
3: Yeah, so usually we're on a two-year cycle on the World Cup games. Obviously, because of COVID and shutdown and things, we've worked on a lot smaller timescale. Um, Special Olympics have a competition pathway, so you train with your local club for a certain amount of time, then you play in a a regional and a national tournament. Um, We held a summer series of sport events here in Manchester last summer, um, and that was part of the eligibility criteria for the women selected for the team.
2: Yeah, that pretty much sums up. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so the girls go through uh, an application process if they want to be a part of the World Games, and as Jazz just rightly mentioned, um, the head office from the Special Olympics will do a great job trying to pull this together because it's not just basketball, it's all sports. Um, you know, they look through those applications, make sure everyone has done each level of competition, make sure they're eligible, suitable for, for being put up for selection, and then we select a team based off that. So it's not just uh, an administrative thing you're doing, though, but you you are doing actual coaching as well. You know, um, what for for those who might not be as familiar with with uh, you know d- disabled sports, Special Olympics type of competition, what goes into into training sessions for uh, f- for the types of athletes that you work with?
3: Yeah, so very very similar to any other basketball training session. Um, obviously, we've got to take into account some of our. Athletes, um, intellectual disabilities and that might mean you know breaking drills down into smaller steps, um, it might be you know slowing things down, prompts, physical cues and things. Um, but again, every team is going to be different. Uh, with this group of GB athletes, uh, they're working really, really well as a team, but all of them have come from a traditional five-on-five basketball background. So for these guys, we are looking at sort of teaching them the game of three-on-three three basketball, um, which is a challenge not just for them, but for us as well. Again, we're both sort of traditional five-on-five five coaches. So it's been a bit of a learning curve for us all, but we are slowly getting ready for the
2: Games in Berlin. So, yeah, I mean, I've done a bit of coaching myself. um, Like, not necessarily with with Special Olympic athletes, but, like, even, um, you know, uh, sort of running athletes, uh, you know, um, they... They don't always get three on three, three x three. You know, yeah. it like they're used to just running down the other end of the court. Well, Absolutely. what's uh, yeah? How, how how are you finding that transition with these athletes?
3: Um, it is, like you say, it, it's quite hard for any athlete to get your head around the two different styles of play. Um, honestly, they're taken to it quite well. Um, with some of our athletes having that sort of delayed processing anyway, you're not noticing as big a difference as you would, um, you know, with some sort of mainstream athletes who might take that step back and say, oh, before going. So for our guys actually, it's looking a lot smoother, um, which is quite good. Um, obviously there's the rule changes and with Special Olympics as well, we do have sports rules adaptions for Special Olympics athletes to take into account, you know, processing time and things like that. So it's not just learning 3x3 rules, it's 3x3 rules with adaptions as well.
2: Um, and you're going over to Berlin for the World Games. That's very exciting. Um, what's the, you know, when you, um, I guess traditional competition uh, always focuses on medals, you know, that's how... That's how some of these teams get funding it's been a a long held frustration for basketball journalists like myself that you know we're we're not getting the funding because we haven't had medals in in the past uh, few years although Commonwealth Games accepted last year Um, but uh, what's the what's the driving ambition for for the Special Olympics
3: so obviously inclusion is a huge um, you know part of our ethos and for us you know the Special Olympics ethos of let me win but if I cannot win let me be brave in my attempt Get, that encompasses everything we do at Special Olympics. Um, obviously the women want to go out there and win a gold medal, but for them it's a huge opportunity. We've got one of the athletes who's never been abroad before. So that in itself, you know, we have to look at the cultural elements of it. So when we go out there, we get three or four days in a host town and we experience all of, sort of German culture and food and things like that. Um, also, it gets us acclimatised to weather these girls playing on an outdoor court is going to be completely new you know can't do that in the British summer it's not predictable enough but out there we are going to be playing outdoors um so there's lots of elements like that which we have to look at and because of the demand it puts on our athletes automatically you know we are looking at their well-being and their enjoyment before we look at sort of medals and participation um outcomes um, but they're all very very driven and obviously everyone wants to come home with a medal
2: but I mean but even there must be for, for yourself and and for, and for the girls as well there there must be a sense of pride and uh, that goes you know just just even getting to that stage where they are going over to Germany like a, 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 and for you know hardened basketball coaches like yourselves who you know might have been in the game for a few years there's there's something special about where we are today and what, and what we're doing isn't
3: it absolutely yes and every you know every gb cycle is different a different team a different set of experiences um and honestly as a coach no matter how many times you walk into that opening ceremony you still get that feeling of wow and that sense of pride especially for your athletes but also you know yourself you, it's hard not to get swept up in all those emotions
0: that's great thank you such an interesting conversation that you had, Rahul. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
1: No, I, th- I think it just goes to show that there's so many similarities, you know, regardless of the level of ability, right, in how 3X3 is perceived, how different teams come up with their style and how they implement their, you know, their tactics. And just to see this team come together and, you know, give opportunities to people of you know of all different abilities I think it's it's an amazing opportunity it's it's so cool to see how it comes together and yeah it's definitely something to look forward to so yeah I
0: totally agree with you and actually I've got a bit of experience in this because I worked with a local group in London called the safe haven basketball club and they're as mentioned they're a basketball club uh, based in London for young people with learning disabilities and special educational needs and what I found that was really exciting was that they were really took to three X three. Really simply. Right. Like it was it was such an easily understandable, accessible sport, and they had so much fun. And um, I, I just love the idea of three X three kind of being able to kind of be in there, you know, like a sport like three X three providing that opportunity. And not you know, it doesn't really matter where you're from, your background, your ability, wh- whatever it is, three X3 is really there for everyone. And uh, and I really I really love that I love that they're taking this opportunity, uh, and I really look forward to just seeing what happens.
1: Absolutely, and I think it just goes to show Three X Three is a very welcoming sport. You know, it's not something that you need to. I, I don't know. To me, Five on Five just comes off as a really daunting sport. You know, it's a, it's full court. You need to be involved. You know, it it it, it demands a lot, and I think I think for Three X Three, it kind of caters to different abilities, different needs. And if you are someone who, you know, who wants to kind of just, you know, get used to the game first, you can, you know, kind of allows for people to ease their way into the sport. And I think that's what's really cool about the sport.
0: Yeah, totally, totally, totally agree with you. Well, rule we were going to do, if Hugh he was here, did Carl Montgomery really say that? But Hugh is not here, so we're gonna have to save that one for next week. Uh, how are you feeling about that because i know you were you really you really wanted to get back into that competition
1: <laughs> you have been saved by the bell you know i i took oh. a beating in the first week but i will be back and i'll be back firing on all cylinders
0: wow okay that's strong talk i'm looking forward to that all right well in the meantime if you want to listen to any of our other podcasts you can check us out on spotify and itunes please please check us out on social media we are at <laughs> that sounds so desperate isn't it <laughs> It sounded so desperate when please. Hugh does it it's just like so confident please check us out um, if you want to check us out on social media you can find us at 3x3pod and in the meantime have a great great week and we'll catch you at the next pod see y'all peace